The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Emma Kelly is RT's education correspondent, which is uh, nice to have her on News Talk for a change. Uh, but she's also the chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the NUJ. Um, Emma, staff felt very aggrieved when this was playing out earlier on. How do they feel today? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's early days in terms of today, but I think uh, people will have welcomed a lot of what Kevin Backrest had to say, both in his email to staff yesterday evening and then subsequently when he spoke on primetime on the nine o'clock news and again on Morning Ireland. We have said all along that this is never, uh, has never been for us about any one individual. It's about a culture um, and it's a culture that we really, really sincerely want to see changed. And we've actually wanted to see change uh, for a long time before this crisis broke. But when the crisis broke, that was a real watershed moment for people working in, in RTE. And that's why we came out and protested. And that's why we met. But as I say, when we protested, when we met, it was about the culture. So uh, we see some, I mean, Kevin Backrest, for example, said uh, that a line had to be drawn between the past and the present. There had to be full acknowledgement and acceptance of what happened. And we agree with that. And we really now want to see this as a fresh start. Uh, we want to move on to look at the, the, the actual issues that we want addressed, and that is restoring public, public trust, which is absolutely paramount in all this. Also, addressing things that are real, real issues with us, the lack of career pro- progression within RTE, low pay, uh, insecure contracts, uh, the gender pay gap. I could go on and on and on, Jonathan. Yeah, and all of those issues are, are very, very important, but confidence in management is key. I'm not sure that the wider public are going to have that confidence. They'll have seen Kevin Backer's actions and they'll acknowledge Kevin Backer's actions. He is the man at the top. We need to have confidence that the Oireachtas needs to have confidence in RT's ability to manage things. It's going to take more than this to restore that confidence. Oh, it absolutely is. It, it absolutely is. I mean, we heard a lot earlier this week about uh, RT doing stuff for the optics uh, in ter- and this was in terms of the, the, the payments, the understatement of payments. But we, we are sick and tired of optics. We don't want optics in RTE. We want actual change on the ground. And that's the only kind of change that we will accept. And it's the kind of change that the, the public deserves. Uh, so that's what we'll be looking out for. There's a whole ton of reports coming. Um, but, but we will be looking for tangible change on the ground. But also, you mentioned government there, what government wanted. I would also say to government, uh, like, you know, they... Uh, I would hate if government felt that they could, uh, you know, sort of hide behind this awful crisis that has engulfed us now uh, in terms of delivering a proper sustainable funding model for public service media here. And it's important to note that long before this crisis broke, successive governments were just refusing to grasp that nettle and and face up to the fact that the licence fee model is completely out of date, totally outmoded. Nobody uh, or very few people accept that it is fit for purpose anymore. And so I would say to government, please do not use this crisis as a way of further avoiding that really, really important okay. issue um, and to grasp that nettle. Emma Kelly of the NUJ, thanks very much for that. Of course, the licence fee has taken an awful whack. People are stop paying it in many cases. A significant proportion of people haven't paid it. Uh, those cases are going to be pursued by Unpost because they're the organisation uh, with responsibility to to uh, chase and, and to ensure the licence fee is paid. We'll see how that plays out in the, in the next couple of months. David Davenpower, uh, former RT correspondent, obviously a part of the newsroom there for many, many years. David, 
if this all falls, I mean, what I would hate to see happening personally is Ryan's gone. Oh, look, everything's fine again. When it's clearly not. Well, I think that really is the point of what happened yesterday. I think that Kevin Backhurst was absolutely adamant that he had to he had to draw a line in the sand, to, to use an awful cliche, under this controversy. And when Ryan Tuberty issued that statement, if you will, reopening the whole issue of top-up payments, it was clear that the, 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 um, the controversy would continue to run, even if Ryan got his programme back. So I think... Uh, uh, Mr. Backhurst is nothing if not decisive. I think even his critics would uh, would give him that. And he decided the time had come to make a uh, clean break with Ryan Tuberty because he, he, he felt that the controversy was going to rumble on. Because I think uh, he, he had a number of things to balance. He, he, he conceded last night that the decision that he took was finally balanced. Uh, he, he had to uh, be seen as a new broom sweeping clean, not putting up with the uh, uh, the statement that, that Tuberty had issued, uh, he also had to think in terms of the staff. And I think it's interesting to listen to Emma there, who said that uh, the staff were pretty reassured by what uh, they heard from Kevin Backhurst uh, last night. And uh, one final point, I think that uh, Backhurst has actually distinguished himself. Uh, it, has, wasn't been, it hasn't been that hard because his predecessor was such a poor communicator. Uh, I think that, you know, Kevin Backers has really come out of the traps here. His performance on the news and on primetime on News Talk this morning and on Morning Ireland shows a man who's uh, absolutely prepared to make the argument to the public and provide a bit of leadership. Uh, well, to, be, uh, to, to his credit, David, um, uh, every time we were trying to seek other people from Marty when this story was breaking, we couldn't get them to come on Newstalk. And Kevin Backhurst was on Newstalk Breakfast this morning at the first opportunity. So I think that they're also on primetime and also on the news last night. So it, it, he's a different breed. But that said, um, the, the damage that has been done to the organisation you were part of for so many years is it, it, it's almost impossible to measure it. I mean, we've seen the BBC go through crises and watched it from afar with interest. Now, this particular crisis has shown up RTE management in in a way, uh, very publicly, that doesn't vote confidence. And it's not just Ryan. It's not just Kevin. No. It's all the others who now to be seen now to, to do the right thing. This isn't the last time they'll be dragged before the Public Accounts Committee or the Broadcasting Committee. No, but they, they, not to defend RTE management, but they, they have paid a price. The director general has effectively gone uh, under a massive cloud. Uh, uh, Rory Coveney is gone. The others are on the way out. Uh, so, I mean, people people have, have suffered. But I have to say that the Grant Thornton report just published was a really shocking document because it laid bare the fact that, not to put too fine a point in it, RTE had been cooking the books to try and keep... Ryan Tuberty's salary below half a million at a time when they were uh, rattling the, the the begging bowl in front of ministers. And, you know, I mean, uh, it, the, it was laid bare, as I say, in, in bold figures there that the 120,000 uh, that was recouped from Ryan Tuberty when he waived his uh, end of contract bonus was, if you like, uh, washed back through previous years to try and show that the money had been taken away that he hadn't earned over five hundred thousand in, uh, in in the two previous years. So I mean, it's uh, accountancy slate of hand uh, to put it at its mildest, and I think it reflects extremely badly on any company, uh, let alone a commercial semi-state, to be in, in, engaged in that kind of behaviour. 
Uh, Fadon Sheehan is the Ireland editor with the Irish Independent. Fadon, you, you kind of broke this uh, ahead of the time uh, with the idea that there was a spanner in the works. We talked about it on yesterday's programme uh, and it became very clear, and I mentioned this in the last hour, when you are involved in critical negotiations, there can be no surprises. Don't ever say anything that the other side will be spooked by because it will result in problems. Ultimately, Ryan Tuberty's statement yesterday was his undoing, wasn't it? So a damning report comes out this week about the behaviour of RTE management over a series of years. Within that report, Ryan Tuberty is declared absolutely innocent, had no hand actor part in these uh, issues. Not only that, but he and his agent actually highlighted that this was an inappropriate way to behave. And yet 24 hours later, Ryan Tuberty is the one who is punished out of this entire process. There's something wrong there, Jonathan, I'd have, I'd have to say. And basically, if, if RTE have dumped Ryan Tuberty, this seems like a fairly flimsy excuse unless they were actually looking for a reason uh, to do it. And the reason to do it is basically, as it has been put, Ryan Tuberty is the face of this controversy as as he said himself at the Iraqis committee, this is not the Ryan Tuberty payment scandal. It is the RTE payment scandal. And certainly when you read the, the Grant Thornton report, you see the shoddy management, the lack of accountability, transparency and governance that was going on uh, within this uh, semi-state publicly funded uh, organization. So he's had to go because he is seen as a, a symbolic uh, figure. I, I, I don't think it can just stop there. And it's it's great from the RTE management's perspective that we're now talking about Ryan Tuberty. We're not talking yeah. about individual managers who are still in the organization. We're not talking about the board uh, whose handling of this uh, has been highly questionable. Ultimately, what we learned from the report that came out this week was that Ryan Tuberty was effectively declared guilty until proven innocent uh, on this matter of these payments between 2017 and 2019. It was lumped in with uh, a, another issue entirely around his, his subsequent contract and the Renault deal, which I'm in no way defending him on whatsoever. Yeah, uh, but, that, that, but that, 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 that's the rock he perished on, wasn't it? I mean, it was literally the barter account, the the, the extra money, the side yeah. commercial deal that was. That's what's after undoing him. And arguably, well, you know, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have been done that way. I mean, okay, that's but, RT's but we're, fault. We're, we're it's Ryan Tuberty's fault for agreeing to it. So therefore, that, yeah. that is ultimately what, what did for him. Yeah, and that, that's what, what brings him down. But what I am unclear about from the RT management and RT board's perspective is how are they turning around and saying to us, well, Ryan Tuberty isn't showing any contrition on this issue of the Renault deal and the barter account. He's never shown any contrition. We're two months in. He hasn't shown contrition on that. He sat before an Oireachtas committee for seven hours with his agent, Noel Kelly, and I went over and back uh, from a dozen TDs about the invoices and the manner in which this was done and how on earth were they not aware that this was uh, these were RTE payments and how on earth was it the case that they were trying to present this as not a means for compensating him for his salary being cut. And he was sticking to his story. 
So it's not a new development, basically, that, that Ryan Tuberty is claiming that there was nothing wrong uh, with the with with the Renault with the Renault deal, it's not a credible mm. position for him him to adopt. I don't think anybody is buying it at any point. But yet, we were literally twenty four hours away from a deal being signed and him being back on on the airwaves in two weeks' time, uh, and him repaying uh, one hundred and fifty grand worth uh, of those payments. So I don't really see how his his statement the other night. Uh, change that position entirely because it's been a consistent position that he has adopted for the past two months. There's a wider yeah. issue going on here as well. And that is, as you have been discussing, the wider damage to RTE, the the black hole that is now emerging uh, within its finances. And if you can turn around and say, well, look, he's the guy, he's the guy who caused all this We've got rid of him. We're dealing with the issue at hand. Okay. I, I can say as a freelancer, I can speak re- relatively freely about this because this isn't my full-time job anymore. The others in RT will not be keen to hear that Tubbs has come back on 170 grand because that's considerably less than a lot of the high-paid people in RT are getting paid right now. So therefore, uh, the, Kevin Backhurst has also set down a marker here by putting that figure into the public domain that the days of the mega salaries are over. And and he was quite clear as well on on prime time last night that when other people's contracts come up, they will be be reduced. So I mean, that was a a salary that he be, he would be paid for his radio show from nine to ten weekday mornings, and then there was talk as well of him doing some form of, of podcast work uh, as well. It it. I suppose it wasn't uh, it wasn't ruling out and it wasn't excluding any additional work he might do with independent production companies, uh, particularly in, in in the in the TV space. Ryan Tuberty has given up uh, the um, he's he's given up the, the the Late Late Show, but he hasn't said he's never doing TV again. You'd imagine there was uh series or shows that he would uh, engage. With uh, as as well, either individually with with RTE for agreed sums, or with external uh, producers. But yeah, the, the 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 headline figure from RTE was effectively going to be around about a third of what he was paid uh, officially uh, last year in twenty twenty two. So yeah, that 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 is a significant cut, mm. and it's it certainly sends a signal. Uh, just some text on this. Kevin Backer says one listener is like a breath of fresh air telling it how it is, uh, not looking to keep favour with any one of the talent. At the end of the day, the talent are way overpaid. Ryan lost his job, is a good guy, will be missed. He's a great presenter, but will look for contract work elsewhere. Another texter says people at RTE have paid no price. They walked into the sunset with the big pension while people have to pay more to watch uh, rubbish is what they describe RTE content of, which is a bit unfair. And one more says, Ryan Troberty, this is a disgraceful treatment for Ryan. Most of the other texts are typical Irish begrudgery. Ryan's a scapegoat. Backhorse wants to enhance his reputation as a tough guy. Uh, this person says they'll never view or listen to RTE again, which is patent nonsense, because obviously they will, and they just won't uh, want to admit it to themselves. David Davenpower, as, as a veteran, uh, I hope you don't mind me uh, describe you as that, a veteran political watcher. Um, the politicians haven't had their say yet as well. One has to assume that they will be, will be brought before a committee again as as political grandstanding will try to uh, further inflict wounds on RTE. That could be the next chapter in this rather torrid story. 
Yeah, but I think it, it, the steam has gone out of it to an extent over the uh, over the summer break. Uh, and, you know, really uh, having further hearings without uh, D. Forbes is a bit Hamlet without the princess, if I can coin a phrase, uh, because, I mean, sh- she really uh, could shed a great deal of light on the negotiations that had led up to this debacle over Ryan Tuberty's pay. Um, an interesting suggestion from Neil Smith was to call in uh, other members of the RTE board, because obviously Shunni Rally, uh, the new chair, the relatively new chair, has been in the spotlight. But I mean, there are other members of the board that were there right through these proceedings. So uh, th- 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 there might be some something to be gained from listening to their version of how they interacted with the executive at a time when these egregious decisions were being made. Um, but I think the focus really now does have to shift to the funding model uh, going forward. Uh, obviously, the dust has to settle on all this. But the really important thing uh, is, given that the uh, that the, uh, licensee income is shown to be shaky and is shown to be responsive to events like this scandal, um, I mean, that's a big worry. Uh, okay. if, 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 if not paying your license fee gets to be accept- an accepted practice, that's a huge worry because it is the cornerstone and increasingly the cornerstone as commercial income dwindles of Ortiz's uh, finances. All right, David Davenpower uh, and Fanon Sheehan, thank you very much. And to Emma Kelly before that as well. We'll come to more texts on that. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.